now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. She is in the final two, and she's Kit Gunderson, and I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the After Reality Podcast, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality, Fantasy the Normal 4, reality.com, and we are talking all Bachelor. Sorry we missed you last week, left you hanging, two episodes of The Bachelor, but we got a quick rundown this week of what we missed from last week, and we're diving into Fantasy Suite Week here on the pod. That all being said, Kate, what is... The good word. The good word is I'm excited to get six episodes of commentary and content into less than an hour. So can we do it? Six hours, not six episodes, but six six hours. Yeah. A lot of content, a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. A couple of things I'm really shocked by. uh, (laughs) And uh, we'll we'll get into it before we do, though. Remind you, follow us on on Twitter at After Reality Pod. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, After Reality Podcast. Uh, That's where Kate's cranking out the TikToks. Also, remind you to subscribe. Wherever you download your podcast, wherever you're listening now, subscribe, like, leave us a comment, or check us out on the website, afterrealitypodcast.com. So um, we always start this way, so we'll, no different today. Kate, Gossip Corner. Ooh, I have some really good gossip. Um, so it's very niche niche stuff. Um, first, not super interesting, but I found it compelling. Susie is actually quoted telling Clayton or talking about Clayton in some way where he, he says, it actually seemed like you and Rachel were so much more compatible. I don't know why you chose me. So that's super interesting of Susie saying, especially post-breakup. So that's a good gossip. Um, the second gossip, which I find so much more interesting, is Tyler Cameron went on, uh, I think, Jason, whatever his name is, podcast. Um, and he was asked about, like, dating Gigi and then some influencer stuff. So he said that when he went on that date with Gigi, he only had $200 in his in his pocket. Um, he actually borrowed money from his dad to take Gigi Hadid on a date, which is just epic. And then speaking of money... He then went on to say that Jason asked him point blank, like, what's the most you ever got paid for a sponsored post? $250,000, Spencer. Wow. So Tyler Simpson went from $200 in his pocket going on a date with Gigi to $250,000 for one post. Tyler Cameron, the the guy. Tyler Cameron. Guy of all guys uh, on in this franchise. The, the other the winner. Kind of weird, like, it, gossip about the current season, though. I said this to you last night. Simultaneously yesterday, Ariel... Gabby, Katie, all post the exact same photo at the exact same time with the exact same caption of three hand hearts. What what does that what, nobody knows? I, I also could not find anything. And then and then Katie also post, did a really fun, nice post of, of her and Gabby doing playing with the bubbles in the bath about <laughs> how loved Gabby. I guess maybe to squelch some of the I know it was you. Uh, commentary from the right exactly she got really roasted for that and said like you only saw a snippet of the conversation um i think so too but speaking of katie i'm trying you know to consume their social media presence and figure out who's actually the winner who who ends up with zach and katie did post yesterday so glad to be reunited with my puppy and then like a video of her and her puppy so she's not with her puppy maybe she's you know with someone else uh hanging out somewhere else something like that so uh i don't know maybe i still think it's katie but the franchise has been known to trick you and I before. What was the, did she have geolocation on the, the post? No, no, it was a TikTok. I don't think you can do a geolocation there, but no. Maybe I'm thinking she had just moved to Austin per, per last week's episode. 
maybe your puppy was still in Canada. Yeah, maybe. But interesting, you know, interesting kind of move here. So uh, I to see where this season ends up is, is, is what it's safe to say. All right. Well, let's get into what we missed last week. Uh, we had two episodes, which were Hometowns and The Women Tell All. Um, neither brought a ton of drama or, or, or highlights. So maybe in some ways a good week that we did miss. I'll buy it. Right, exactly. We can go through it very quickly, but I agree with you. Very tame Hometowns. Pretty nice dads. I feel like the last few seasons, the dads have been real rough to deal with. Um, some tough brothers. I think Charity's brother and Ariel's brother. Um, but overall, uh, he got some I'm falling in love with you's. I think from both Charity and Katie. I don't think I missed anyone there. Um, but then he sends Charity home, even though she's falling in love with him. Ariel's brother, very tough. Ariel's dad was like a Eastern European movie character. It was it was perfect. It was exactly the picture she had painted for us. So I felt like she has a really good sense of 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 self there. Uh, yeah, we went to Vermont with Gabby. Uh, more maple syrup. Yeah, some some sexual in, innuendos there. Uh, it sounds like Gabby's parents kind of like Zach's, like love at first sight. Really hard kind of picture to live up to. Their her parents seem very supportive, not skeptical. I would say one of the most boring hometowns I've probably ever seen. Like, but but that lends itself well to being very supportive, right? Right, exactly. And then Ariel to New York. They did a great tour of area of New York with, you know, pizza, Jewish deli, went to a speakeasy. She talked about her Ukrainian Jewish culture there. We met her brother who was super protective. I have a question for you. The question he asked of what's her middle name? What's her birthday? What's your opinion on those facts? Uh, like, should he have known them or does it not matter? Because he answered it saying, you know, I'm actually looking for the bigger picture. Like, are we compatible? Not like, can I remember your middle name? I don't know if you've been on a date with two or three people. Two or three times, would you have asked those questions? Maybe the middle name, just as like a fun. You you run out of conversation topics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but when you're just making out all the time, you don't have time to talk. <laughs> exactly. I would probably ask birthday, you know, to get the astrology figured out early on, um, make sure we're actually compatible. But um, probably a good sign. I could see Ariel not caring about that kind of thing. Actually, we don't know Zach's birthday. No, not at all. And, no, we and we've been with him for a while now. We go to Columbus, Georgia, with charity. Yeah, we do. Uh, this is one where they did the swaparoo and they did the family time first. So she said, we're going to do a tailgate, which was not a tailgate. It was a brunch. Um, and then at night, they went to like a bar and did some some uh, square dancing or something like that. In the middle, she does tell a lot of her family that she's falling. Um, she has a real conversation, you know, with her brother um, saying, like, is this a risk you're willing to take if it's if it's not the outcome you want? And she said, yes, you know, um, you know, I, I think it is a risk I'm willing to take now multiple times in this hometown date was it brought up her previous heartbreak, which I now want to learn about her previous heartbreak. And hopefully we will. They all have one, right? They all have a previous heartbreak. And, uh, and that was, a, I know what you mentioned it, but that was a really large backyard barbecue that was happening on the stage. I know it was kind of like they, she had like her mom, her dad, her brother's, uh, I think like four friends. Um, I just find it so ser- how funny how serious everyone is. Like, does production tell you to be so serious? Because if my best friend shows up on The Bachelor and I get to be at the brunch with them and ask questions, like I'm like asking a lot of different kind of silly questions first. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to win our superlative. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, is he a good kisser? Who's your biggest competition? How many Instagram followers do you have now? <laughs> uh, has has cat or has um what's her anastasia helped you with your instagram following exactly yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of dirt you want to get then and then we go to my fair town austin texas which is also where where zach lives 
and they go to a grocery store on South Congress. Um, that's right next to the restaurant that I like June's all day. And, um, I couldn't tell what part of town, but it was cookie cutter suburbia where, wherever her house was that she just moved into is. Yeah, it was a, he said it was the best because it was a very normal type of date. Um, I also think if you can survive building an Ikea bookcase together, you can survive anything. Although I say that. And then I note that at the end of the episode, the bookcase was not built. My wife loves building stuff like that. Really? But does she, is she the type that uses like an actual drill instead of like the little piece of hardware that they give you? Maybe as needed. I I don't know. But uh, I also wanted to mention, like we came to Austin. She's obviously not from here. So we have an Airbnb like in South Austin somewhere where we, where we shoot the family thing. Oh. Ariel's was at a restaurant in New York City. Yeah. So it, it was very different. Like, I mean, it makes sense. You don't have, probably don't have space for a TV crew and 10 people in a New York City apartment. That is true. I wonder. Yeah. Or maybe Ariel has some connections to restaurants or something there. Um, uh, but yeah, we meet her mom. Her mom says she's never seen Katie this handsy. And it's not the typical guy she would go for. Now, that makes me question, who is the typical guy? Because Zach seems like the most typical Katie. person in the world. Katie's the most typical guy. And actually, Zach... Like, I've been to Canada a number of times. He could be a, a, an every everyday Joe from Canada, in my opinion. Yeah, like, is she dating nerds? Is she dating, like, punks? Like, what is... I need to know more about Katie's dating history now. We, we, lest we forget, Zach is a big guy, six foot five, so maybe that has something to do with it. He's more of a presence, physically. Sure, maybe that's it. Um, I will say, uh, you know, his her mom asks if he's falling in love with her. He answers it very well, saying, like, I understand the power of that word and, and kind of skirts around the topic. Katie does a talk about a fear of losing another man in her life, which is just sad. But the way Zach looks at Katie, I've I he she's got to be the one or else maybe he's looking at Gabby that way and we just don't see it. But like it, it's just puppy love, in my opinion. I mean, if nothing else, Zach is very good with his words. Yeah. Uh, gets around much better than a Clayton or a Peter that just flubbed a lot of stuff. Um, although Zach has a, he has a lot of the nice guy, but it, there's also a lot of, he's in it for Zach, uh, which, which we'll, we'll get to. Uh, yeah, no. And it's funny. I was talking to my husband about this because like Zach is very much like he's with you. He's with you. He's with you. The second he's decided he's not with you, he has moved on. And I think that's what's hurt. That's what emotionally hurts the women is like, it does seem like he kind of can just turn off the switch if he's decided, Hey, she's not my person. I'm going to move on, Um, which is fine. And it's a fair way to do it. Um, And it's very black and white. And I think it's better than leading on these women and keeping the door open in some way, but it's, it's interesting. And we get, and charity's out at the end of that episode. Yeah. Still. But we don't feel bad because we know now that she's, I do feel bad for myself because I don't want her to be the bachelorette. I want well, Ariel to be the bachelorette. But we all know Ariel is too cool for that. We've talked about this. She's just too cool. She's not any cooler than Matt James. Matt James is cool, and he was the best bachelor we've had in recent years. I think he regretted it, though. <laughs> so, like, why? Except that he did find Rachel, and they're still together. So maybe he didn't regret it. Then they wouldn't have asked her or, or any of I, I don't know. We know the other one so much better. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I won't go into it because I want to talk about the women tell all. Uh, we're yes. find out formally that she is the the bachelorette. Yeah, exactly. So women tell all really fast. There was a lot of the normal stuff, but I want to say the biggest thing before we get into the next episode is the big takeaway from the women tell all. Largely, pretty ho hum. There weren't any big fights. 
This is the tamest season. There was not no no material to work with. There was not a lot of like really hot CD type stuff. Um, all right. Anyhow, you you had some notes. Yeah, I have some notes. I think this was a very interesting and maybe pivotal women tell all because um, the bachelor finally responded to like the racism type of stuff that is always sort of surrounding it. And and I actually commend them for this because I know we watched the show because it's lighthearted because you know it's it's an escapism for us but i think everyone realizes the stuff you know it just can't be ignored or it has to be uh highlighted in some way so first of all they did highlight and i didn't actually realize this while we were watching they did highlight that all of the three very tame yet real conflicts that happened on the show were actually centered around black women i didn't realize this till retroactively but like first christina drunkenly saying she's confused when charity gets the rose instead of her um second when anastasia says that kylie's getting aggressive and wants to fight which we learned, you know, was a microaggression. And then finally, when Kat steals Zach before the date with, once again, Charity. So um, that was a very interesting kind of highlight that The Bachelor put on that. And then, most importantly, they actually put Greer in the hot seat and asked her to address the blackface controversy. And I don't know if you caught wind of it. I don't even know if we talked about it. But um, basically, at some point in Twitter history, she has defended someone else who did blackface. So I, I went I went and researched into this, and I, and I, I have some, some thoughts on it. Out of the first three... Like the only one that I had like that lens on previously was I had connected the dots when it happened on Anastasia and Kylie saying and like saying she was being really aggressive. I was like, oh, like the other two were like, I think Kat would have done that to anyone. Um, and, and it just so happened to be charity. Uh, and Christina, like Christina was Christina. So I don't, I don't, don't really have any thoughts on her. Um, and those were my observations before I before I share my Greer piece. Go ahead. And, and I know you have some more thoughts here and, and then I'll follow up with kind of like the, the further context that I uncovered as I researched it. Yeah. So from what I know, she had, you know, as I said, defended someone who apparently wore blackface and it was on a tweet. The tweet has since been deleted. Um, but what I did really appreciate is that instead of giving excuses, Greer calls it what it was. Um, specifically, I have the quote she said it's not about the intent intent it's about the impact and this uh these acquaint this acquaintance of mine that i knew performing blackface was racist so she basically said i me defending it was racist this person was racist my ignorance was racist and i'm just ashamed of that and then the show actually brought on dr kira banks who's a diversity inclusion and uh, equity consultant i'm very glad um that they did this i wonder if they're going to keep doing this type of thing i'm also glad that greer used the language she did because i think so many like white people even like myself are afraid to admit that they did something racist even if it was by accident or from ignorance and Dr. Kira Banks said, you know, you have to name it first. And it, and it just proves that, like, Greer was basically showing Bachelor Nation, like, hey, it's okay to name it and then just, like, do better. Now, what did you find? My finding in the, in the piece where I have trouble with Bachelor Nation indicting her on this is she was 18 years old when this happened. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be prosecuted for something that they did when they were in high school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All well and good with what she did and what she said, yeah. but eloquently um talked about it it like but it's the second time in recent years and i don't think it was about race before but i, I can't remember what it was but like where we were on to somebody for something they did when they were like a teenager which I, maybe it was eric he also did blackface i think in high school or something like that i believe so and he never got in trouble for it yeah uh, yeah, yeah well he never addressed it i think he got in trouble for it um I, I know where we live as far as the internet and blah 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 but like yeah. i'd like to to a certain extent, give teenagers a pass so they don't have to. So, something they do as a teenager doesn't follow them the rest of their life. I'm not defending anything. Yeah, yeah, it's more. It's actually more of an indictment of like you know, and this isn't this isn't this podcast, but the um you know American education system that like Greer had no idea that was offensive to somebody, um you know, and that and what it actually means. That's really what it was. Right, but anyhow, um, 
they did lighten it up really quick with Zach. And there are so many shower scenes. So many shower scenes. <laughs> And at least he agrees with us. This is a big topic we've been talking about every single week. And the shower scenes continue into Thailand as well. Um, so, yeah, they did lighten up. They said, Zach, you know, too many shower scenes uh, and let's move on. Nothing else really was interesting in the women tell all. Did you find anything else interesting? I think so. His chest hair gets longer every week. You know, we can talk about this. What is the appropriate length? Like, do you just shave it all? Do you grow it really heavy? Is the in-between that he's doing the right move? I just don't know what men think about this topic. It's got the, I think it's got the right in between. The, okay, the, yeah. Is, is, is good. Yeah, you're looking for the in between. Interesting. Okay, cool. I'm glad I figured that out. An Olympic swimmer. He's not Tom Selleck. Uh, anyhow, um, this week uh, we start out with the with no sex of any kind for the fantasy suites, taking the advice of Sean Lowe, who who had kind of done this uh, on his own, but also like is this three, four times Sean Lowe's been on this season. Okay, are they paying him for this? Is he paying them for this? Like, what what is happening here? I he's getting a lot of a lot of screen time. He's, is it because he's the only successful bachelor, and they're like, "Hey, we haven't figured out any other method that that comes out successful." So let's just do exactly what Sean did, piece by piece. Um, I think they were even trying to inception him to like keep Ariel around because Ariel was the one, you know, the late comer to shock him. Um, but yeah, I think they're just trying to say, "Hey, Sean, it worked for Sean. Do it. You, everyone else should do it too." Yeah. Um, and Jesse's like, okay, are you sure? Like, go ahead and get into it. But okay. I'm, I, support I love you. Jesse for this. I love Jesse being like, mm, really, though? Do you think you can do it? Kind of putting that doubt in, in Zach's mind. I also think it's a very bold strategy for someone who is not a virgin or saving it till marriage. Like, like Zach, I, I don't know if you understand. Like, sure, maybe it worked for Sean because he was a born again virgin. Zach's doing this to try to uncomplicate things for himself. Little. I get that though. I get that. Did he have to? Let's debate this. Did he have to announce it though? No, and I I, I, I want to speed through these dates so we can really litigate this. Okay, good because I have a, yeah lots of the internet myself. Everybody has lots of thoughts. So, Ariel's fancy sweet date. They go to this market. They eat some exotic foods. It's not super interesting. Um, I think it's super lame compared to what we end up seeing other dates be. I mean, they but she's like these foods are spicy and they're getting me spicy and like it's she's like. Uh, talks about how hot it is, or he's talking about how hot it is when he kisses Ariel, maybe in comparison to the others. And like, uh, I think he really lusts for for Ariel. And she talks about like, hey, like, I like these authentic experiences and testing herself. And like, like she's sounding like she's very connected. She's well spoken. She's great. And I'm and the whole time I'm just like, why is she not my bachelorette? I mean, agreed. Well, we'll make her our bachelor. We'll we'll just start our own version of the bachelor and just make it around Ariel. Just get her to play the bachelorette on TikTok. Um, yeah, exactly. Nighttime is the right time. Ironically, we are at the White Lotus uh, restaurant. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, and she's excited for dinner and probably staying up all night. And when Zach like breaks the news of of no sexy time to her, like she's disappointed, but like wants to be supportive. Um, I get it though. Like that's an important step in building the relationship. Uh, but hot tub, tons of making out for these two inside, outside, hot tub, dinner, all the things. But he seems to have made it through. Plan intact. He does. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I was wondering if it was really intact, but let's keep going because we have to break down this whole thing at the end. We go to Gabby's fancy sweet date where like we're strolling down the beach, trying to, she's trying to get out of her own head. This is before you even arrive. And then they go on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Love this date. And Gabby comes out early on talking about being chosen second and in her past and being the second fantasy suite. And she's so in her head and spiraling and not feeling good. And she's really messing things up all for no reason, in my opinion. 
Yes, except that there is that rumor. Did you hear that rumor that she read the, you know, How to Win the Bachelor book? No, but I, I saw her captioned as as the girl from his hometown versus the girl who read the book on How to Win the Bachelor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it sounds like she actually read that book. And if you read that book, then you're in your own head because that book does outline that the second fantasy suite almost never wins. So that is what's happening. How do you even know that you're the second one is another question, but we don't have to worry about that. That is true. Yeah. All right. You're, you're number two. Also, wait, this is completely just Kate commentary, but she does at some point mention like, oh, my spray tan is like going to melt off or something like that or it's going to come off. Well, I, if you're going to spend, then I know what a spray tan smells like. Nobody likes what a spray, spray tan smells like. If you're going to spend the first night with a guy, I don't think you spray tan. Like, I just, I don't think you do it. Spray tan at least uh, 24 hours ahead of that. Yes, exactly. You want the smell to be gone. But if you're in the state where it's maybe coming off because it's so wet, then yeah, I think it's it's still a smelly state. You can take a you can take a shower after twenty four hours, right? Right, exactly. You know you know. A little thing about a spray, got, a, got a spray tan, but when I when I, last time I went on vacation because I was white. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um anyhow, she's complete, utter meltdown, emotional, chosen second, feeling second. And he reassures her, puts her back on a good path, then sweeps her away out into the ocean to make out because that's what he does yep nighttime which we all know is the right time and it really was the right time for these two same conversation with gabby she's falling in love or, or was it she was in love it's one of those two mm-hmm. and once they take their nice little rickety boat they're in a swamp so cute did you love this i love this Looked a little sketchy though like until they got there the swamp love cabin uh, <laughs> oh you you took a different angle i was like this is so romantic I was just like, where, someone's going to jump out of the woods here. Or is that, <laughs> helping that Zach changes his mind on his edict of, of no sexy time. And while like, they seem really, really into each other as this date wrapped up, and they cannot keep their hands off of one another. And then the next morning, Zach tells Jesse, we had sex together. We both wanted it. And now Zach feels like he needs to tell everyone that he went against his word. You know, we did. 25... 28, however, I don't know what, what season we're on here. Um, seasons of the show where no one said anything about anything. And Yeah, wait, what happened? When did this change? I think he watched Col- uh, Clayton season too closely. This is 20. Because Clayton was the one who kind of screwed it up, right? And he was like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. But instead, he like, and I'm thinking as this happens, I'm like, is he really going to go tell Katie before his date that this? And then, but before Katie... Zach goes back to Gabby's hotel room to chat with her. And it's basically like, hey, I'm going to go tell the world about this because it's going to make you feel better. And, yeah. But not not worried about how it's going to make you feel. Right. Well, and and you can see Gabby's wheels turning as he's saying, I'm telling the world about this because she's like, oh, he already's told production about this. Yeah. Because production wouldn't have let him come back to my room to have this conversation. So that means production knows and Jesse knows and now the entire world knows. And yeah, exactly. If she read the book or watched any season besides Clayton's season, she would have thought, hey, whatever happens in the fantasy suite stays in the same fantasy suite. We don't have to talk about it. It doesn't have to influence anything. Everyone's just mums the word. And Zach is just uh, to his own detriment, obviously. It's just you're putting my business out on Front Street to make yourself feel better. Yeah, he's he's just he's being selfish. That is the one thing I'm worried in all of this is like he seems like a stand-up guy, seems like a stand-up guy, seems like a stand-up guy, and then he does these like selfish things. I'm like, oh, is he really ready to get engaged or have a wife or someone else he has to put first? Because he puts himself first a lot. This seems like probably his biggest mistake. So yeah. 
Yeah, and I wonder how he feels about it in retrospect now. Um, like, you know, we're all on the internet and we're all armchair, uh, you know, detectives or therapists. Or... We'll find out next week and maybe we'll get a little extra because I know someone that's going to attend after the final rose. <gasps> Who? How? Did they just sign up online? They're, they have a, a family member in, in the biz that got them the tickets. Um, and it's, it's one of our daytime coworkers. Uh, so, uh, I, I'll find out. I'll catch up afterwards. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Can they get us in? We have, we're the ones with the podcast. Love that. Uh, let's talk about Katie's fancy sweet date though. Uh, where Zach enters the transparency is important as they embark on a clear canoe jungle river paddle. And they sit down in some type of, I'll call it a rainforest lagoon swing or bench thing. Yep. Yeah. What was that? Like just in, you're stuck in the middle. It's like, like, could you think of a worse place to sit down and have this conversation where it's going to pour down rain and Zach is going to drop a bomb on Katie? And, and you can't get out of it. You're stuck in the middle of a river. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you the rules that I laid out. And now that has changed. I've been physically intimate this week. And he, he's like, I tried to set these parameters on how to go about the week. And I found out you can't put parameters on love. How did he expect this was going to land? He did not think this one through. He did not run this scenario through in his head because like now that he broke his parameter, nobody needs to know that there was a parameter. It just maybe go back and tell Ariel. You don't need to tell him. Yeah, but but does he even? (laughs) He's like, I'll just send her home instead of having that difficult conversation. And like this sends Katie into the most confused state we've seen her in. She says, like my heart's racing. She's visibly unconfident for the first time all season. Yep. And then she summarizes it perfectly when she was like, I know what happens in the fantasy suite. I didn't need you to tell me. Right. Exactly. She actually was very elegant about it and was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I, I think for the first time she's like, are you an idiot? Like, I, he is kind of an idiot. Did you think this, this was a good way to kick off our date and send us on a, to our journey to love the rest of the day? Like, Go to your go to your priest and do confession, but like she never even knew there was a promise, so you didn't break a promise to her. <laughs> it's like I knew this was going to happen. I didn't need it to be confirmed, and, yeah. and I am not happy. I'm not going to pretend that I am. And and for the first time all season, we get Kate, Canadian when she's oh. like, "Don't need to say you're sorry." <laughs> it was so good, and she actually even commented on herself, being like, "If you didn't know I'm Canadian, you do now." She said it so many times. Um. Like, I mean, homegirl's devastated. And, like, he botched it. Like, this is, like, she's not okay. She straight up tells him, like, hey, I'm distant. This is weird. And at this point in time, he should have said, can we resume our date tomorrow? Yeah. Also, can you please note that he has now pissed off Gabby and Katie in the same day to the point where I think they're, you know, like, this whole show is about who can win Zach's heart, who's Zach going to choose. But the girls also have to choose him. And they're both, like, getting sour on it right now. I mean, he took a. I, I wrote, I wrote in my notes. He took a big old crap on top of this date, like, yeah. like she's pushing him away. Not with just with words. She actually pushes him away at one point in time with physically. Yeah. And he wants. He's like, I want to see how tonight goes. And I'm like, could could it not wait till tomorrow? Could right. Exactly. Also, um, but she can't. Like, she needs like to go. She needs the Men in Black thing where they neuralize the brain where you can't remember what happened. Right. Exactly. He just. He really was just so selfish here, and he was trying to like loosen take off the weight off his chest, but like it the, for, at the sake of someone else, putting it on someone else. Production really should have consulted him here and said, Hey, Oh no, they totally got him to do this. But someone sh- should have looked out for him and be like, dude, if Katie's your girl, you can't do this. Just lie. Tell her later. Tell her in private. 
or don't tell her at all. She knows that you're probably going to be doing this stuff. She didn't know about the promise. I think, um, I think production definitely pushed him to do this. I think this is where like his selfishness, selfishness comes through. I also will say that, um, I do will, you know, you'll go through the nighttime is the right time or not totally the right time, but like, why doesn't he just throw out the rule altogether? It sounds like he doesn't then. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter because she's going to keep him in an arm's length no matter what. Oh, you think it was probably Katie's decision then. So I think she comes back shockingly well, having taken some happy pills or something. (laughs) She's got Greer's happy pills. I mean, they come back and like, she shows up and he dies right in like he should have. How are you processing? She's like, hey, I thought about not coming. Yeah. And the good news is, she's like, hey, relationships can be rough. This is tough. But I feel like I'm confident enough in our relationship that we can get through this. I still feel like I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And she has taken the happy pills and turned this thing around. And Talk to her therapist. Her therapist said, hey, at least he's not a liar like all your last boyfriends were. <laughs> he tells her, like, hey, you make me feel some really special way. I can't put it into words. And they're off to the fantasy suite, which they're actually already in. That's where they're, they're eating dinner in there. Yeah. The kiss, that's it. No morning after. Nothing else to give us any further read into this. No, but we do find out that they, they didn't take it any further that night, which I find super interesting if she is the one he chooses in the end. Yeah. Like, that's kind of bizarre. I also will say, I have a theory on why Gabby, um, on why Gabby was the one that he could not him- control himself around. I think... And not, and this isn't a comment on any of the girls. I just think that it's kind of like when you go on a diet and like first day, you're like, I got this so much self-control. I'm in a good place. Like that's how he was with Ariel. And then the second day he saw a big old cookie and he was like, okay, I'm going to have it. And then he was like, damn it. I like went off my diet, but I'm going to get right back on it tomorrow. And then, so he didn't do it with Katie. So I just think it was timing really. And like his willpower had run out. Yeah. Or maybe she was just more persistent. Yeah. I don't know. I got to imagine Ar- Ariel was, was not persistent, but. He wasn't taking the arm's length uh, for an answer. but uh, So we go to the rose ceremony. As far as we know, Ariel doesn't know anything. I know. No, Gabby's pissed. Needs to clear her conscience at the ex- at the expense, or his conscience at the expense of her heart, which is what we said. So like, I don't even know if I want a rose. Yeah. It was obvious Katie was getting the first rose. Uh, because he wouldn't be so upset if she wasn't the one. Ugh, I just don't know. And final rose to Gabby and Zach has zero emotion when he asked her to accept that rose. It's a totally dead look stone face. Oh, interesting. I didn't watch it, but that might be telling. And, and now he's like mad that Gabby's the one, you know, like maybe he's now internalizing that he's mad that Gabby's the one that like he screwed up with and he might start hating her. And, And now we have one of the most awesome bachelorette candidates of all time. She's not the bachelorette and she's going home. So poised. She'll be in her exit. She goes to paradise. She's the queen of paradise. You know who I want to see her with? Tyler Cameron. They both live in New York. He can, they, they actually might work. She might be too smart for him, but I think they might work. I don't think he's dumb. Really? No. I, I, I think he talks dumb. Like he kind of has like the slower talk. Charming and yeah. slower. He's from the South. Yeah. We talk yeah. a lot slower down here. Yeah, I know. You guys can't keep up with us New Yorkers. We're just more thoughtful. Um, <laughs> um, of course, like she's awesome in defeat. She thanks Zach. She says all the right things in very like hushed tones. Like, she's, I know. she's like, I couldn't have done this with anyone else. I'm so glad it was you. Like just like the best things to say. And then Katie says to Gabby, I know you were the only one. And then Gabby says, 
I feel like I'm wearing an A on my chest, the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. And Gabby is visibly pissed, not happy, yeah. like going through the motions. I can't imagine a scenario where she's with him. Like I'm almost leaning now towards nobody, given the the fact that they put that the, those Instagram posts all going up together. I know. I sort of agree too, which would just be so sad because like, I actually believe he wanted this in like the best way. And now I'm looking at her Instagram and trying to figure it out as well. See if there's any, any if, clues. He didn't flub this week. He chooses Katie. Katie is so set on not losing a man out of her life. It, this actually works. And, and, and they, and they ship and they're done and, and they, they ride off into the sunset. I, I think it's a real thing that happens. Yeah. Live in the same city. Um, Katie's been super, like, Katie, I will say, has been the most active on social media. I don't know what that means, though. You know? She, I mean, she likes her edit, um, for sure. Uh, or, she has a great edit. But, I mean, Zach t- does talk to them, but really just talks to Katie, or at least it's edited to look that way. Not speaking to yeah. Gabby, says it. Gabby's, I think that that's actually true, because doesn't Gabby say he's not even looking at me? Yeah. Next week, we're going to go meet his parents. And then they'll have one final date, so at least he can shake some of that whatever mold off of the, the Katie relationship. And yeah. we'll have maybe a proposal and, and then the AFR, and where I'm super interested. It's going to be a spicy AFR. Rick- it will be a spicy AFR for sure, and I think there'll be lots of people having this debate that we just had to. And I hope they don't do that weird thing where they bring out charity and have her meet five dudes. Um Oh, yeah. I bet they will. They've already announced who the people are. And they started filming soon. I don't think they will because I feel like there's going to be enough content to fill this show. Yeah. yeah. Just having having Jesse kind of moderate this conversation about sex week. As it will now be known. That old lady wearing a shirt with that written across it during the women tell all. Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. This is always where it goes, but um, and maybe they need to figure out a different model. I also think at least this time they didn't do what they did last season where they put all the girls in the same hotel room together. That was savage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to wrap things up, look at Fantasy 4 Reality, FantasyNumeral4Reality.com, where Gabby cleaned house this week. 370 points. Um, and for her confirmed coitus, that's 200 points. Uh, so- oh, wow. Big, big points there. Uh, Gabby and Katie, the only two left. They're both on my team. I have a, a sizable lead, so that's over. But season is winding down. If you are a fan of Survivor, though, that game is live and plenty of plenty of people left in that game. So check it out. Our sponsors and friends over there. Um, as far as us, you can follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, After Reality Podcast. I'm sure Kate will have a lot of stuff coming in the, in the, in the coming days as far as uh, mold wine and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, yeah, I've been slacking, but you know, I'm I'm getting back out there. And uh, and like us, subscribe wherever you're listening right now. We appreciate your uh, your feedback as well. Or check out the website afterrealitypodcast.com. Find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley at Fantasy for Reality on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find Kate Kate Stern Gunderson on the Instagram and run and run into TikTok. Um, so till we catch up talking finale and AFR. We remind you, we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality.